Sound of Football with your host, Colin Summer, brought to you by WHIP. doing today it's down to football back with another episode just concluded week nine so we'll get into that but first i'd like to introduce a special guest what's going on my name is dakota thanks for having me today of course I'm tell me a, a little bit about yourself you know i'm from jersey i'm a fellow saints fan you know who dat who dat uh, baby let's go yeah uh, it's nice thanks for having me on of course we're gonna do the typical episode got a couple of segments that i want to do and then since we are both saints fans we are going to do a little special segment at the end talk about it the saints hope you guys enjoy so let's get started so the first thing we're going to do is a little recap all right first game we're going to talk about first game we're going to talk about let's do what do you want to do bill seahawks panthers chiefs or dolphins cardinals we can, uh, we can start off with Dolphins-Cardinals, the two young QBs in the league going at each other. This was a good game. I enjoyed this game a lot. It was. Tua showed his, uh, showed his NFL strides, definitely. For sure, for sure. Two young quarterbacks going at it. Kyler Murray just couldn't get it done in the end. What happened there? I don't know. His 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 defense wasn't really helping him out, though. No. Kyler Murray had an outstanding game. 21 for 26 with 283 yards, three touchdowns. As eye-popping as that can be, let's talk about the rushing. Now, the rushing was the key to this game. Would you say it was a key yeah, to this what game? Yeah, game, what a game he had rushing. 11 carries for 106 yards, averaging 9.6, and he added a tutty. Christian Kirk had a phenomenal game. He's been absolutely outstanding in, I want to say, like the last four or five weeks. Catching a bunch of touchdowns, a lot of big plays. He had five catches for 123 yards and a touchdown. I saw this stat about Larry Fitzgerald and I can't remember exactly it was a, how many consecutive games I did he's caught a touchdown well. and it's like high 200s and when I saw that I was just like man yeah this guy's incredible he's, he, one, he's one of the best wide receivers to do of it all of time. all time yeah. of all time easily although the Cardinals had some eye-popping players we were going to talk about the Dolphins the Dolphins came away with this win Tua had some really <sighs> nice scrambles really nice plays that yeah. he just showcased his talent and, and we can see why he was drafted high in the draft oh yeah. for sure 20 for 28 on 248 yards two touchdowns again I mean, they might have let up 31 points, but their defense, they had a defensive uh, turnover touchdown. They played great. They looked great. I think this is a young team. Do I think they have playoff potential this year? Yes. Do I think they would make it far in the playoffs? No. But getting to that point and then continuing to build around someone like Tua. And and I think, you know, one of the things that I think that has had like a huge, a huge impact on Tua is Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. And you know what? This team has really good like uh, future aspirations and Tua definitely can, can take them where they want to go. I totally agree. Totally agree. Yes. Yeah, so I think, I think that's what, that's all I got to say for this game. I, I really actually like this game. I mean, it's not like two crazy big name teams, but you know, one thing to add on to that, Kyler Murray, he's been having some turnover problems this year. I think every game yeah. he might have a turnover. I think so. We were talking about this the other day, actually. Yeah. yeah. Kyler does have a problem with the turnovers, but, but he, he's still doing it he's still yeah. doing good regardless he scores a lot of points yes, and gets a lot of stuff done awfully quiet in this game though was d-hop yes yeah, so he was he was getting three for down. 30 uh zamian howard's been having a great year he has but dolphins come up with a win 34 31 again both moved to five and three next game you want to do panthers chiefs or bill seahawks we knew bill seahawks bill seahawks this was a, so this was a, to me i mean a lot of people were saying because josh allen started slowing down that this that he wasn't in mvp contention i don't think this quite brought him back yet but i think it's a it it's, kept his name in the running for yeah, sure definitely yeah and it showed that he could hang with the best of them yeah so especially since russell wilson's been getting all the the attention for mvp exactly 
I think that the fact that, I mean, Russell Wilson, he had, like, he was 28 for 41 for 390 yards and two touchdowns, which is good. But then the two picks, the two picks two ended picks, up. Yeah, pretty much cost him the game. Cost him the game. Yeah. Because I just think it's cool because Russell, like I said, Russell Wilson's been getting all the attention for MVP and, you know, Josh Allen kind of fell out of it. So it was, okay, like, it's a popular vote for MVP. Russell Wilson, is he going to prove why he's MVP or can Josh Allen make a name for himself again in this game? I think that it definitely went in yeah. favor of Josh yeah, Allen. Yeah, putting up 44 points isn't, isn't too bad. Yeah, for sure. We had 31 for 38, 415 yards, three touchdowns, no no interceptions for Josh Allen. There's not much else you yeah, can the say number, about that. The numbers, the numbers speak for themselves yeah. pretty much. Very, very good game. Didn't get much on the ground. They had about um, 19 attempts. No running backs averaging for more than two yards a carry, but they did. Josh Allen did have a rushing touchdown. Stephon Diggs. So with this game, he had nine catches for 118 yards. With this game, he now leads the league in receiving yards. Yeah, he had a little resurgence. He had a, a week or two that he didn't do too well. He had, he had a decent amount of catches, but the yards weren't coming in. But he definitely did have a nice little bounce back week this week. Definitely good for him. Like you said, I think that Josh Allen is definitely back in the running. I think his decrease in productivity, even though they were getting wins in the last couple of weeks, I think that definitely hurt him a little bit and I think that he's now looking from the outside in for MVP I think that makes him a dark horse candidate yeah I can agree because you have people like Mahomes you have people like Russ you have people like Aaron Rodgers they've all been performing at a very very high level this year and Josh Allen was kind of slowed down but I think this is the game he needed especially yeah. against I mean the Seahawks defense isn't that great but you know their offense is going to put up points exactly. so in Josh Allen's mindset he's thinking I've got to put up even more points and that's exactly what he did and can we talk about uh John Brown real quick he's been a little yeah. iffy this year had a well, great year been hurt. Exactly. He's been hurt. His injuries have been battling, but he, he did have a very nice game. Very solid game. Uh, Probably his best of the year. Yeah, eight catches for 99 yards. He definitely needed that. Yeah. Definitely needed that. A lot of people caught passes. Eight, pa- eight, eight different receivers. Nice. Running the ball around, yeah. All right. Yeah, so Bills take this game 44 to 34. Bills move to 7 and 2. Seahawks move to 6 and 2. Last game. It's kind of crazy because the Chiefs prior to this game were 7 and 1. Panthers were 3 and 5. And it doesn't seem like a crazy important game, but I think it's just the fact that it was that close scoring now do you say do you think this is more of a uh, upside for the Panthers or a downside for the Chiefs I think it's more of an upside for the Panthers and this okay. is why I think that the Chiefs defense can be very very vulnerable at times and the defense is the key to winning a Super Bowl but I, I kind of like I look at the Super Bowl last year for them and their defense did step up but at the same time even if it doesn't step up Mahomes everyone in that offense is just a well-oiled machine they can they can put up points pretty much at no matter all. yeah no matter yeah. what I think I want to say this is more for the Panthers only because showing that their offense can kind of take the strides yeah, that the Chiefs could. Yeah, yeah I get what even you're even with the Chiefs' ability to score points at any time, this was still only a two-point game, and I think that's worrisome for the Chiefs, the Chiefs' defense. You know, later down the stretch, and I think it's good for the Panthers seeing okay, like they have a lot of future pieces. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater was just a great pickup for the Panthers. Honestly. I agree. You know, we're both Saints fans. I I personally I love, the man. I I love, love the man. him. Yeah. I love Teddy Bridgewater. I, I don't think you ever hear anything bad about him he did very very well in this game 36 for 49 300 yeah yeah three well i mean he had to 310 yards two touchdowns but i think the most notable thing here is uh the immediate impact that someone like christian mccaffrey has first game off injury 18 carries for 69 yards only a 3.8 average which is which is fine it's not great but it's not good but he did add a touchdown so added a touchdown but then this is the other thing 10 catches for 82 yards and a touchdown without him that's a completely different offense 
there's very there's very few running backs in the game who can do what Christian McCaffrey does. You know, I think that McCaffrey is better than Kamara. I think Kamara has been phenomenal this year. It, there's only two r- prototype running backs like that that do it as well as they do. Yeah, it's, it's just pretty, McCaffrey it's pretty and Kamara. Much more, yeah, they neither of them. They're both almost, of they're them. almost in a league of their own. You know. Yeah, pass catching wise. Yeah, yeah, and they both can run the ball well. I mean, Christian McCaffrey usually gets more totes than Kamara does on the ground, but yeah. he also doesn't have another running back in there. You know, stealing carries from him. Yeah. But overall, really good game. I think that, you know, the Panthers might have lost. I, I truly think that they have a lot of young pieces. They really do. I, I def- think yeah. I think it's going to take a while, but they're going to be good eventually. Yeah, they are. Um, so that's the last game for the recap. All right, so we're going to do midseason awards. We have arrived. We are exactly halfway through the season. So, we're going to do a little segment. We have MVP Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, and then Fantasy Player of the Year. We are going to be splitting these up between the two of us, discussing who we think. I'm going to start off with the MVP. You know, we just talked about Russ. We just talked about Aaron Rodgers. We talked about Josh Allen. And I don't mean to be that guy who makes the most typical pick, but it's really, really hard not to say Patrick Mahomes. He's, he's doing just as good as he has been the past what two three years yes. now yes i i look at their record they're eight and one now i believe let me double check just to make sure they're indeed eight and one now this guy has 25 touchdowns to one interception that's just that's uh, just beautiful. incredible it's a great ratio that's just incredible him and russia russ are up there because yeah. he has uh what 28 touchdowns and two interceptions I think he has three interceptions because he threw two last game and then had okay. one to okay. go to baker so I think he has either I want to say either three or four. Regardless, they're both uh, yeah. they're both extremely talented. I just think that Mahomes I love the, Russell Wilson though. I yeah. love Russell Wilson. I want him to win an MVP. But you know, based off of popularity, it's not just popularity, but just the, the overall statistics and what Mahomes does for his team. It's, it's hard. Just, it's hard not to pick him. It's so hard not to pick him. So I'm going my my midseason MVP is Patrick Mahomes. All right. So for offensive player of the year, there's a lot of options I could choose here. Uh, Kyler Murray, uh, Russell Wilson, Mahomes, all the MVP talks, and then and even more, Josh Allen. But uh, in the end, I, I think I'm going to decide on Dalvin Cook. He, uh, Although he has missed the game, he, uh, he still has a rushing touchdown in every single game, as, as well as a one receiving touchdown against Green Bay. He, uh, I'm pretty sure he leads the league in touchdowns by almost two times the amount of anybody else. And it's it's just eye-popping the numbers he's putting up. It's almost video game-like numbers at this point. For sure. I think some other names you could throw in there, you know, like you said, you could throw in those MVP candidates. You could throw in Kyler Murray. Yep. I think Kyler Murray is probably second to him. I'd, yeah, I'd say um, so. And I think up there, not trying to be biased, but it, from an NFL perspective, Alvin Kamara should yeah. be in this conversation. Yes, he's he had should. a phenomenal year so far. He's pretty much putting up almost the same numbers as McCaffrey at this point from last year. Yeah, yeah, I think he's a little behind in touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. He's going to have a great year, but, I mean, Dalvin Cook, he's running the ball. He's running like a madman. Yeah. And the fact that he looks like the hardest person in the league to tackle right now. Yeah, yeah, he's running with anger. I mean, the hardest person in the league to tackle is probably Derrick Henry. Yeah, yeah. But Dalvin Cook definitely is showing that, man. He wants to rock every every single play. But he's averaging very well. He has a ton of rushing yards. Pretty sure he leads the league now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It's just a touchdown. And it's not just like one yard plunges. Like he's get he's had maybe like two fifty plus touchdowns in the last two weeks. 
weeks. Yeah, exactly. He's just performing in an astonishing level. Yeah, the four, 14 total touchdowns on the air is just insane through, what, nine weeks? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Did they have their bye? They did have their bye already. So they. Yeah, so, so he he had his bye and missed a game and still leads the league in Six touch- games? Yeah. Seven, no, uh, seven, no, no, seven games. Seven, seven games. games. That's just incredible. Well, I think Dalvin Cook is he's definitely yeah, one the, of the best young running backs in the league. 150-plus in three games. That's, That's just, crazy. That is, that is insane. Good for him. That's your pick? Yep. Locked in. All right. Defensive player of the year. Again, not trying to just go with the most obvious, but from a defensive tackle standpoint, man, to get the amount of sacks he does, to get the amount of pressures he does, tackles for losses, this guy is just, he he never fails to impress me. Aaron Donald. He's just a maniac. Oh, he's a maniac. Oh, man. He's, he's just so good. If he's not already one of the best defensive tackles of all time, if not the best, I, I don't know what you could possibly think about him. He's definitely up there. This guy is tied for first in sacks with Miles Garrett with nine. It's just, I, I watch him play, and he's, he's a game breaker. It's hard not to pick him for this. Yeah, it, it's just hard not to pick him because, you know, Miles Garrett has very, 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 very similar stats, but he's not getting triple teamed. Every he's not play getting like Aaron exactly. Donald is. You know, you have a you have a right end. Miles Garrett's a right end. Yeah, he's typically getting one on coverage, maybe two occasionally. But Aaron Donald's get you know he's got the center all over him. He's got the guards all over him. There's no reason for a team to let that man just get single covered. Is and that's exactly why he's always getting doubled. And this guy's still putting up eye popping stats. It's to me, it's just crazy. I, I love the guy. I think that he's a very class act as well. He's all about business. He's very quiet. He doesn't speak on social media. There's gonna, I don't really know how you could not like this guy. I'm gonna say by the end of his career, he could definitely be uh, up there for one of the best edge rushers of all time with people like Reggie White. Michael well, he's not Stanford. an edge rusher. He's a defensive tackle. Well, just so rusher. Ad- pass rusher. Pass rusher. I, 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 I get what yeah, you're yeah, saying. I get yeah. what you're saying. I, like I said, I don't want to go with the obvious pick, but to me, it is it is an obvious pick. Yeah. You know, like I said, you could say somebody like Miles Garrett, very similar stats. From what I've seen, Marlon Humphreys had an incredible year, but after Stephon Gilmore having the season that he did, unless somebody replicates that same exact season, I don't think cornerback's going to win it yeah, for a it's, while. It's going to be pretty hard to, to do as good as Gilmore did last year. Yep. Offensive rookie of the year. To me, this was tough. You have Justin Herbert. You have Joe Burrow. You got someone like Justin Jefferson. And T. Higgins is even doing really well, even though I probably wouldn't put him up there. I went with Justin Herbert. I went with Justin Herbert because he's just, he's come out, he came out slinging. He was told, what, less than 10 minutes before his first career start? Yeah, yeah, Tyrod Taylor got punctured in the lung <laughs> by a doctor, and you're going to have to start this game. And he's just like, oh, okay. And what do you do? Yeah. Go, out, go out there and slung the ball all game. Yeah. And has just continued to do that since, mm-hmm. since he started playing. And the thing is, when he was drafted, He's a six overall pick out of Oregon. People expected him to be good, but not. I don't think that's good. He but wasn't the talk of the draft. It, exactly. And people had these all these problems with him. Oh, he's not a natural-born leader. He's not outspoken. I mean, they've gotten very unlucky this year with some of their games. Very, very unlucky. I, I think in their, all their losses, they've combined for 24 points of a deficit. Which isn't even That's That's crazy. insane. That's they have crazy. six losses this year, and that's averaging four points a loss. Yeah. Justin Herbert's stats on the seasons are, I think they're pretty good. I, I think they're better than Joe Burrow's. I mean, just solely looking at it. So far on the year, he's got a 67% completion percentage. That's fantastic. He has 17 touchdowns to five interceptions. He also, he's also averaged a lot of 
or not average, but he's also gained a lot of yards on the ground as well. With a couple of rush um, touchdowns too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, he's got, I believe, he's got two rushing touchdowns. He's got well over 100 yards rushing. He's yeah. approaching 200. He's not really a dual threat. He's not somebody like Kyler Murray. He's not some someone like Lamar. No, but he, but could, he could get the yards if he needs he's not, to. He's not a running quarterback. He's a quarterback that can run. Exactly. That That's what I see in somebody like Mahomes. That's what I see in someone like Russell Wilson. And they're two of the best in the league. Now, I'm not saying they're, that Herbert's just as good, but I'm seeing a lot of potential. A lot of I'm potential, seeing a lot yes, of potential. Yes. So that, that's my pick for offensive rookie of the year. I think Justin Jefferson has been absolutely phenomenal this year. I think that Joe Burrow, in a poor situation, you know, he's trying his hardest and he's doing very well as well. But I think when it comes down to everything, win-loss record, just overall statistics, I got to go with Justin Herbert. All right, so for defensive rookie of the year, if you would have asked me this two, three weeks ago, I would I would say Chase Young or Patrick Crean, without a doubt. But guys like Jeremy Chin and Antoine Winfield have been stepping their game up, and I'm going to have to probably choose Antoine Winfield because of what he has done to that secondary. That secondary was, I'd say, bottom five in the league last year, and now they are just rising through the ranks, and they're doing multiple times better than they did last year. And Winfield is definitely a part of that. His two sacks and interception might not show everything that he does, but he's involved in almost every single play, and he uh, he can he can stay up there with the best of them, honestly. Yeah, d- yeah, definitely, definitely agree. He's been a true impact player for that team. Uh, like you said, that I mean that secondary got cooked way too much last year, and it was really the first game that I noticed the first game of the Bucks season that I noticed that they were going to have, okay, like their, their secondary is going to be kind of good this year. Michael Thomas only, and I love Michael Thomas, you know, we're Saints fans, we love Michael Thomas, but he only had three catches for 17 yards, and people could say he got injured, but he got injured at the very end of the game. Exactly. Very, very end and of the game. And he didn't even put up eye-popping numbers when no, he came he back three, against them. Yeah, he had five catches for 51 yards, and then he, the first game he had three for 17. I think that this defense has definitely shape-shifted over this offseason. Yeah. Uh, a lot of young players are taking the steps they need. I know they had a huge loss with Vita Vea, but Antoine Winfield has just been a key factor in, in, in their success so far, and I think it's hard to argue against that. Yeah. Like you said, I think that Jeremy Chin, Jeremy Chin's definitely up there. In the up running, there. Yeah. This guy's racking up tackles like it's nothing. He's on pace for well over 130, I believe. Yeah, he has 67 through this point of the year. Yeah, so he's way on, he's, he's on pace for... Almost well, 140, yeah. Yeah, almost 140, 134, exactly. I think it comes down to the wire with them too. I do. I think that I think that Chase Young, you know, if he really, st- I mean, not if step he, up, if but he starts racking up these sacks yeah. left and right, then yeah, he he could definitely uh, be, become like come back in the yeah. in the race. But right now, it's definitely I think between Winfield and Chin. Definitely agree. All right, so our last one, Dak is going to do this one as well. It's fantasy player of the year. Preface it on the fact that this will not be the best player. It is the best value for a player. So somebody that was picked maybe late in the draft or picked up off of waivers in most leagues um and with this option i had a lot of people that i was thinking about uh but i ended up going with james robinson uh right now he's in ppr leagues he is ranked the fourth uh fantasy running back and he's pretty much just been solid he has a very very high floor uh i don't think he has a single game this year where he did not score double-digit points. Um, and he's pretty much, right now, without Minshew, he is the he's the feature back of that offense. He has six uh, six rushing touchdowns this year, which isn't eye-popping, but he gets the volume that, that gets him these fantasy points. And it's just been a little uh, a little head-scratching to see like how he just came out of nowhere. And, yeah, for uh, sure. Started putting I, you know, up he, points, yeah. He adds points through receptions as well. Exactly. Yeah, I believe he has, a, at, at the very least, one receiving touchdown he might have. He does another. have, yeah, he does have two on the two. year, 
with also two games of 100-plus rush yards, almost almost a third one this past week against Houston. He had 99 and a rush touchdown. I think that's some other notable people when we were discussing this earlier. I look at someone like Scary Terry, Terry McLaurin. He, I mean, he wasn't drafted late, but he wasn't drafted super early. And, you know, being on an offense that's been quite abysmal this year, didn't really have extremely high expectations, but he's done he's done really well so far. You know, he's getting a lot of yards, a lot of catches, a lot of touchdowns. And then somebody like Will Fuller. I mean, Will Fuller was definitely, for those who drafted him, you're probably thinking like, all right, this guy could be really good without D-Hop. He could, you know, he could easily be a number one receiver, but this guy's so prone to getting injured. So it was kind of a boomer bust type pick. And for those who picked him, he had a great first game. And then they saw the dud, that 1-0 game in there, and everyone was like, oh, God, please don't keep doing this. And, And he's just been doing great since. I don't think, outside of that, that outlier game where he had zero catches i don't think he's had a game below 10 points it could be wrong but i don't i I, i'm with you on that and another player i was thinking of was miles gaskin he's been pretty consistent this year yeah but he hasn't had the the high numbers that you would that would you would hope to see but like i said he has the high uh the high ceiling or the high floor just like james robinson but robinson's putting up the, the the higher work uh horse numbers and that's why I ended up going with him over anybody else. Definitely a good pick here. All right, so that's going to wrap up our midseason rewards. Our last segment for today, before we get to this Saints talk, just a really quick thing. We're going to do a game lock, and we are going to do a fantasy pick lock for the week, picking one player that we think is going to do well, not an obvious choice but somebody that might be riding the bench or an occasional starter. And we're also just going to do a game pick who he thinks 100% going to win a certain game. Not Again, not going to pick the obvious games, but one that could be close, but you have confidence in your team that you think is going to win. I'm going to go with mine. Antonio Gibson, he's playing the Giants. He didn't have a great, he didn't have a bad game, but he didn't have a great game the last time they matched up. But Gibson has notably become a premier player on that offense. He might not be like one of the craziest players in the league, but his production's been very, very good. I think you could look for Gibson to get you maybe, maybe like 12 to 15 points. I definitely think he's an RB2 for this week. I'm assuming a lot of people picked him up. He was probably not drafted by many teams for fantasy, so he's definitely great for keeper value. Yeah, so I got Antonio Gibson and then for my game of the week I took the Eagles over the Giants now the reason why I'm so confident in this pick is that although the game was pretty close last time obviously I think the Eagles end up beating them by double digits and I say this because prior to their bye this week the Eagles played the Dallas Cowboys without Dak Prescott against one of the worst defenses in the league and the Eagles played awful and I think that they got screamed and yelled at by Doug Peterson I think there was a lot in their heads after that game and I think them having to buy after that game and playing another division matchup like against the Giants I think that this could be a motivation game where they just want to they want to prove to people okay like we're winning this division you know their record might not be great now but I think they have a lot of aspirations for for the rest of the season so I honestly th- I'm taking the Eagles over the Giants and if I had to make a score prediction I'd probably say I'm gonna say 27 16. Okay. Um, and my uh, my fantasy lock of the week, I believe uh, Christian Kirk is going to have a very outstanding game. Trey White's going to pretty much be shadowing D-Hop all game. So that's going to leave Kirk wide open for some opportunities. And I, I believe he can just unfold on these opportunities. He'll, he'll probably have... I'd say another long touchdown that he that he's been having in these past couple weeks, and he'll, he'll get a lot of targets. Definitely, like I said, without uh, 
Trey White on a D-hop on the other side of the field. And my game pick for the week would, uh, I'd have to say the Bills over the Cardinals. Uh, Josh Allen, he looked real, real confident this past weekend, and I believe he can carry that confidence back into how he's been playing after a couple of, I'd say, off games. And that defense, that defense would is definitely going to have to show up against Kyler Murray. Kyler's been great this year, but I, I believe they can do it. They can get to uh, get a pressure in his face and keep those uh, other than Christian Kirk, like I said, but keep uh, D-Hop all locked up. All right, so again, so I got Antonio Gibson, then I got the Eagles over the Giants. Dak's got Christian Kirk against the Bills, and the, but he also has the Bills over the Cardinals. Definitely think it's going to be a good week of football. Can't wait to discuss it next week, and I hope you guys have enjoyed the segments thus far. Now, my favorite part. Let's go. I've been thrilled for about a week now just talking about it, but, and especially after Sunday's game, I'm so excited to talk about the Saints. Let's go. What a game. You know, they, they were just firing on all cylinders all night long, and it was just beautiful to watch how bad Tom Brady and the Buccaneers did. Indeed, he was not good. Tom Brady looked lost. He looked like he had no chemistry with his receivers. Uh, Antonio Brown clearly made a huge impact on the game. Oh. Oh wait! Oh no, he didn't. He didn't, and I think that you know sometimes you can have too many stars on a team. I don't know, man. I just I don't really know. I don't think that. I mean, I know that Antonio Brown was on snap count, but I don't really think he adds like a ton. To he, he adds like attention, but that's that's. that's he'll obviously it. have like the good games, but I don't think in the playoffs if they make it, he'll have much of an impact. No, he'll have an impact, but it won't be huge. I just think when you have. Godwin, Evans, and Antonio Brown all on the same team. It's like even with Fournette, Ronald Jones. They have they're like I was saying in the beginning of the year. They're almost like the Browns of of last year when everybody was on that team and everybody thought it was going to be a super team. But I mean, the Bucks have definitely been better. The Bucks have definitely been better. Brady is better than Baker Mayfield. And, the defense and is better. The defense is better, yes. But they're not going to have the, the standard that everybody is setting them to. Oh, for sure. This game, it, it was just a thing of beauty. Breeze way outperformed Brady. I think, yeah, what do you have? I think 26 completions to 32 attempts, 222 yards, and four touchdowns. But, you know, Breeze popped off. But I, I think the best part about what he did is I think he hit was it 13 different people? Yeah, and and his and all this slander of him not passing the ball far. I think on on passes of 10 plus yards, he went 7 for 8 around 100, I think it was 113 some around there yards and he had a touchdown. So, he he can still sling the ball if he needs to. He just yeah. decides to make the smart passes in the smart in those situations. Yeah. You know, people can, you know, say, okay, like, he's a game, that's all he is, he's a game manager, he just throws the check downs, but, you know, sometimes in games, especially against tough opponents, you gotta take what you can get. Exactly. You wanna wanna run a little clock off sometimes, you don't need to air it out every single play. Exactly. And... I think it's just more, it's smart football. It's it's not eye-popping. It's not entirely thrilling to watch. I mean, Sunday was thrilling to watch. Just how, he was just so precise with everything he did. And, you know, on top of everything, this wasn't even a home game for the Saints. Not that Tampa Bay had a ton of fans in the stands. I know they had some. But, you know, we can talk about the offense all we want. But, man, that defense. That defense it, did amazing. Woo. Trey Hendrickson, who is Third, well, yeah, third in the league behind uh, Miles Garrett and Aaron Donald in sacks. He has just been, uh, he's he's been 
honestly our dark horse MVP of the of the Saints defense this year. Oh, for sure. Hard to say anyone else. I know David Ajumada has been really, really good yeah, this yeah. year. He's been absolutely phenomenal. Cam Jordan hasn't been putting up the numbers, but he still he's getting, gets the he, attention. Yeah, he's yeah. getting the attention. He's, start, he's starting to get a couple of sacks here and there. Yep, yep. Um, but the one thing I saw is that he has a lot of pressures. Yeah, and he's getting in the QB's face. He's still, like you said, getting the attention and everything. And I think that's a big reason why Trey Hendrickson has seven and a half sacks this year. Because he's getting pretty much single coverage. Because Cam Jordan's covering, or getting like two or three people at times. And then he's just rushing around the edge and knocking down the quarterback. Yeah, he's actually playing in the place of Marcus Davenport. I mean, Marcus Davenport is healthy right now, but they're kind of in a rotational role. And Davenport has been playing well. He has, I know you have some problems with him, Dakota. I I have problems with him because of his injuries. If he he was on the field a little more, I would have no problems with him. But we also did waste two first-round picks to get him. Yeah, that's my problem with him is what we wasted him on. But we have him now, and if he performs, if he does well, then you know what? Fine. Like, I'm satisfied. But for two first-round picks, it it does hurt. If I'm not mistaken, that uh, interception by Anyamada, I believe it was tipped. By, by, Davenport. by Davenport at the line, and originally. then it yes. was tipped and then tipped by... again by Jordan. Yeah, yep, yeah. yep, yep. It was definitely an interesting play. Other than that, Saints defense had two other picks. Malcolm Jenkins had a pick on just like a, a whale across the field. Yeah, that, I don't that even was know a weird Brady throw by Brady. Doing. And then just again, I was talking about chemistry. I guess, Brady yeah. threw it deep downfield, and the receiver just wasn't even close There's to him. Marcus Williams pretty much had yeah. a free pick. Miscommunication by AB on that. I think. I think he ran mm-hmm. the wrong route. On top of everything, you know, Marshawn Lattimore, he can be. I love him. I love him so much, but he can be if at times but but I know anytime that he plays the Buccaneers that I know at least Mike Evans is never going to get a catch on him the last three appearances and this includes this past game each game he's had two targets and zero catches when Marshawn Lattimore is on him and man do I love that I love that so much it's crazy because Marshawn plays down to his opponents he's like the Steelers like the Steelers uh, yeah, I can, I can see opponents. that but when he has like a crazy big matchup that he's got to like you know really he'll buckle it down he'll, he will he, he, he will. will he will come out have a good showing and especially against Mike Evans he I'm, I'm gonna guess he hates Mike Evans because he he goes out there and he like plays extremely aggressive on Mike Evans and he does not let him get any sort of space whatsoever yeah. but just everything about this game it, it, yeah. it made me so happy offense defense special teams everything for the saints were, were firing on all cylinders and it just was the complete opposite for the buccaneers what else can i bring up i mean this was michael thomas's first game back yeah not a bad uh, game not an eye-popping game no not eye-popping he didn't need to do it like i said exactly. because breeze was hitting so many different had, people he didn't we, need yeah to breeze do had four touchdown passes on the day not a single one to michael thomas and yeah. i think that just shows that we still do have weapons, and that Breeze can still get the ball to anyone who he needs to. Yeah, the touchdown Zach he threw, one Emmanuel Sanders. Yep. Okay. Another one went to a guy named Adam Trotman. Uh, who I believe was our fourth or fifth round pick this year. He was a fourth year. round pick. Yeah, yeah. Tight end who doesn't, I'm pretty sure, does not know how to block. And we haven't really used him at all this year, and this guy had, yeah, he just only came has out about, of nowhere. I'd, he has less than 10 catches this year. Yeah, he had three catches for 39 yards on Sunday. Breeze hit him with a nice, oh man, it was just a it was just a go route, like over the middle, and then he cut slightly into the left, and Breeze just dotted him yeah. right into the end zone. Can we talk about that, that Traquan Smith touchdown where Breeze, Ooh, Breeze, beautiful. Breeze pump fakes it to Kamara, and three defenders bite, and Traquan Smith just found wide open in the end zone. That was his set, and if I'm not mistaken, that was that was, that was the first, first one. That was the first one. No, the not not the touchdown, but he pumped faked earlier oh, in yeah, a game yeah. and got a defender jumping. And yep. Breeze was just playing so smart 
and his awareness was crazy. Breeze, I love this because it's Breeze versus Brady. And Brady coming to the NFC South, people are thinking like, oh, like now Breeze has got competition. And he definitely does. Which I love because I feel like he's getting, he's he's honestly playing better yeah. against the Buccaneers. Yeah. Or against Brady, I, I should say. It, yeah. With the Saints, you know, because Michael Thomas was hurt for a bit. And the Saints, they threw in a couple losses. One was to Green Bay, which I wasn't too mad about. The one was against Las Vegas, which I was kind of mad about because I know we could have beat him, but they, we didn't, we didn't that, have, that, that was our first game without Michael yeah, Thomas. Yeah, but that wasn't even about injuries. We didn't deserve to win that game. We played poorly. We did, you're correct. But, you know, with all that happening and the Saints and Bucks having right around the same record, everyone just all of a sudden is like, okay, like the Bucks got this division, like pretty much setting it everyone, in Everyone, yeah, counted us out. All, and, the, all the analysts going into the game, yeah. everyone thought we were going to lose this game, and we come out in Tampa Bay and just dominate every part exactly. of that game. I don't think anyone can come into the NFC South and just say, okay, this is my division now. Brady's got the work cut out for him. He can't he can't slip up for the rest of the year. Yeah. And I think Brady will be fine, but they definitely got some tough matchups in there. I think the Saints schedule is a little bit more difficult than the Bucks, but, but we have the head to head. You just saw the Saint, what the Saints did to the Bucks. So. Yeah. Honestly, the Saints could be light years ahead of the Bucks right now where the Bucks just had an extremely bad game, which yeah. is which I, I'd say it's definitely the latter. But it was a little disrespectful that everybody was counting us out and nobody thought we were going to win the division after Bucks started 6-2 and and we started 5-2. and like, yeah, Exactly, and our offense you know, might not have been insane while Michael Thomas was out, but but that's the but reason that's the why. key thing. Exactly. Michael Thomas was out. And it's not just because, okay, he catch, catches passes. And, you know, Alvin Kamara has been dominating. Yeah. But they do, the defense will key in on other, he, you he know. will draw that attention. Yeah. Definitely. And Michael and go, Thomas, at the very least, like you said, yeah, exactly. draws that attention. And going 5-2 and two without Michael Thomas is something to be very proud of. because Oh, I'm absolutely happy Because Emmanuel that. Sanders was out, I think, three of those games that he wasn't. Two, it was, was, yeah, it was, it was either two or three. Yeah. Yeah. So that's very, very shocking that we went 5-2. and two, And I... I can't complain about it at all. Neither can I. You know, it seems like the past three or four years now we've been saying this is our year, this is our year, but I, I believe this year could be our year. This is Breeze's uh, last year. I think we've had better chances other years. Yeah, but I think I this know. is the this is the most complete team the Saints have had since That's Kamara very true. and Lattimore have been on here. And, and Breeze, and I believe, it's his last year, so I think he's just going to sling it. He's in the playoffs. He I might really go hope all so. out. I really hope so. Oh yeah, I don't know how I didn't bring up this guy. I've been very frustrated with him all year. I think Sean Payton's play calling has been Oof. really awful up until this game. And the one player he's been using poorly this year, in my opinion, was Taysom Hill. But my God, was he he was just exciting to watch on Sunday. He was. He he had I believe seven rushes for fifty four yards. Indeed. And he even he completed a pretty deep two, passes. Yeah, he nah, well, one of them. Well, he had he had forty eight yeah, passing. Yeah, he had forty eight passing yards. Can't get mad about that. And then he also had he had a catch for twenty one yards too. Exactly. So he, he he was all over the place. He's really like a Swiss Army knife, which is I believe what he is. He's I, exactly. I, I don't know if I trust him to be the future of the Saints. He can't be. I, oh, Jabu in the end of the game. I wish he threw more. I wish uh, he threw. More I wish he he box. threw a couple deep passes. Oh, that would have been so funny. I personally, as much as a meme that Jabu can be, I think, you know, him learning under Breeze. Having Peyton as his coach. Yeah, and having the weapons that he, he's been given. Even though he did have good weapons in Tampa, I think, you know, I think there's potential for him to ch- oh, turn yeah, things he, around. He was a, t- he was a top pick but, when he was drafted, yeah. too. So. 
I'd, if you ask me right now, who would I rather have as my future quarterback, Taysom Hill and Jameis? I'd say Jameis. Jameis yeah. already has experience playing the position. I'm I'm right on the <sighs> same boat as you with that. Taysom is just he's so valuable at what he does. His versatility. He can be you know in shotgun formation, taking a direct snap, what whatever. He can play the quarterback position. But when he throws, he does not throw well. He might have completed two passes, but they were very very ugly passes. The balls wobble. They're, they're wobbling off target. off target. Exactly. He but, he's more. Of a Swiss Army knife than a future exactly. quarterback. Yeah, so. he's valuable when he rushes. He can play tight end. He can play wide receiver. The guy getting getting tackles on special teams. Like he I don't can do everything. There's not another player who does this in the league. If they if they False. can, there are, but just not as what exactly. not it, not what Taysom Hill does. Not I see Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts doesn't go out and catch balls. He doesn't go play special teams. I don't know why I brought him up, but he's the closest person I thought that came to mind. Taysom I Hill. I can't think of anybody that's no, like Taysom Hill no, in the league. There right really now. isn't anyone. And like I said, I and we both agree on this he's just he's valuable at what he does and the one thing he's really not actually good at is playing quarterback is there anything else you want to add to the saints just gotta hope that they don't keep faith keep the faith just gotta hope they don't suffer another heartbreaking loss in the playoffs this year yeah i love the saints they can be hard to watch sometimes but man i I gotta keep my faith i I really hope breeze does something in his final year i think we're on a good pace right now we got our players back we've had a couple of setbacks so far this year but this Definitely, but we're five and we, six and two with yeah, all those setbacks. Yeah. So we're we're looking good for the rest of the you season. Know, we've got our cut. We got our work cut out for us. We got we got some opponents. We got to step up against in the future. I know we have a big game with the Chiefs. Yeah, but hey, we look we look what we did to the Bucks on exactly. Sunday when everyone counted us out. Exactly. So. That's all I got for today. I hope you guys enjoyed. I can't wait to come back next week and give you guys another episode. I'm loving this season so far. It's been a little bit complicated with everything that happened. You know, COVID. Like I said, it's just been a difficult year. I'm trying my best to keep up. I'm hoping that I can have more guests on this show. I really enjoy it, me and other people bouncing back and forth with ideas and thoughts and just just talking football, nitty-gritty football. I I love it. Uh, Like I said, I hope you guys enjoy it. I just have one last question. Are you down to football?